My name is Rick Renner, and today I'm in Pobieta Park, which is translated to Victory Park in the city of Moscow, a marvelous, massive park, which was built in memory of World War II. The Russian government wants the people to remember how tragic is war, so it will never be repeated. And right now, I'm standing in one of the replications of the trenches that were built outside the city of Moscow, and this was considered to be the number one most important fortification outside of Moscow against the Nazi forces. And during World War II, they needed every able hand to participate in defending the city. So grandmothers came into these trenches, children came into these trenches, husbands, wives, everyone that was physically able to carry a weapon or a shovel came into the trenches to defend the city of Moscow. They were under assault. And they understood that if they were going to survive, everyone had to be unified in their resistance against enemy forces. So they all came into the trenches, which were just like this. In the same way, if you want to make sure the devil never finds entrance into your life, the devil never assaults your family, the devil never comes into your finances or into your marriage, or never penetrates your health, then you, like the people of Moscow, have to be unified in your stand against the enemy. You have to be very strategic. You can't just use happenstance and hope that you won't come under attack, but you've got to be pre-planning how you're going to stand against the work of the devil constructing your life, orchestrating your affairs in such a way that he'll never make it into your life. You say, well, how do I do that? That's what I'm going to talk to you about today. How to construct your life in such a way that the devil will never be able to penetrate you or your personal affairs. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Well, here we are again, and I'm excited that we have this opportunity to be together to continue looking at our subject, how to build a wall of defense to keep the devil from getting into your life. In the introduction, I showed you the trenches, the replica trenches, which are built in the big Victory Park in Moscow. They're built there to remind the people of Moscow what they went through to keep the Nazis from taking the city of Moscow. When the Nazis were coming in World War II, the people of Moscow didn't just sit at home and say, gee, I wonder what we'll do when they show up. They said, the Nazis are not taking the city. And they went into the trenches. They began to build fortifications and defense walls to make sure the Nazis never took the city of Moscow. They didn't leave it to chance. They developed a pre-planned resistance to stop it from happening. That's exactly the idea that we find in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8, where Peter says, be sober, be vigilant. That word vigilant, the Greek word Gregorio means to be on high alert, to be on guard, to build a barricade, some kind of a defense, do everything you have to do from your part, from your side, a pre-planned resistance to make sure even if the devil tries to attack, he never makes it inside. That's exactly what Peter is telling us. And we're going to go there in just a moment. First, I want to remind you that we're offering you my series called How to Keep the Devil Out of Your Life. It's a 10-part series based on these programs, and it comes with a wonderful study guide with Greek words and definitions and all kinds of points. Very good for you to use in your personal life or in a study group. I really recommend that you order it. And with it, we're also offering my book called Spiritual Weapons to Defeat the Enemy. It looks small, 
but it's 100 pages, and these 100 pages are loaded with revelation about the devil and about spiritual weaponry. And I believe this book will make a difference in your life. I want you to order it because it will really help you. But today we're going to pick up in our foundational verse in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, which we've already referred to. But let's go there again. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, and I'm speaking directly from my notes. Peter says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour. Today I want to draw attention to that word whom. Seeking whom he may devour. And the implication is he can't devour everybody. So he's seeking whom. He's looking for the one that he can devour. The devil's looking for a certain prey just like a lion. A lion doesn't attack the pack. Who does the lion attack? A lion looks for the straggler, the one that is outside of the pack, one that is weak or maybe one that is sick. That's an easy one for a lion to devour. In the same way, the devil looks for believers that are not in fellowship, they're stragglers, looks for believers that are weak in faith, believers that are spiritually sick, those that are easy to attack and devour. You don't want that to be you. And that's why Peter says to us in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 9. Now listen to this. Whom resists steadfast in the faith? The word resist is the Greek word enthystomy, and it means to resist, to arrange oneself against. This is not haphazard. This is an arrangement. To arrange oneself against, to strategically oppose or an orderly and pre-planned resistance. Just like I told you in the introduction, when the Nazis came to Moscow, the people of Moscow didn't just wait to see what would happen. They developed a pre-planned resistance to make sure if the Nazis made it as far as Moscow, they would never get in this city. It was a pre-planned resistance. They went into the trenches. They built fortifications. They did everything required from their side to make sure that enemy never got inside the city. That is the attitude Peter is talking about. Again, to resist, to arrange oneself against, to strategically oppose an orderly and pre-planned resistance. And then he says, whom resists steadfast. That word steadfast is a Greek word stereos. It means to bolster or to reinforce. To bolster or to reinforce. And when you take these Greek words together, an RIV translation of 1 Peter 5, 9 would be, whom you must strategically oppose, resisting his potential assaults by putting up a pre-planned resistance. You must do all you can to bolster and reinforce yourself in faith. That is a powerful translation, and it really gives us instruction that we can't just haphazardly wait and see what's going to happen. The scripture clearly says, whom you must strategically, strategically oppose, resisting his potential assaults by putting up a pre-planned resistance. You must do all you can to bolster and reinforce yourself in faith. And we're looking at practical things we can do to reinforce ourselves, to bolster our faith, to put up a pre-planned resistance. And in yesterday's program, we saw number one. The first thing you can do is every day spend time with God in the morning. If you didn't hear yesterday's program, please go to the archive because it's very important that you hear that and don't minimize it and just think, well, he's talking about having prayer in the morning. It's much more than that. 
It's building a wall of defense in your mind and your emotions from the very outset of the day so the devil cannot find entrance to your mind and to your emotions. The devil will try to take you down from the very first thing in the morning. That Psalm 5 verse 3 says, In the morning, Lord, I'll pray. In the morning, Lord, I'll look up. David knew it was essential that he began looking up immediately in the morning because if he didn't start looking up, the devil would do something to make him look down. If you don't grab it in the morning, the devil will try to cause things to spiral out of control. You've got to begin by putting up a wall of defense, by looking to the Lord, looking up first thing in the morning, putting your mind where it ought to be. This will bring you strength for your day. Number two, the second thing you can do to build a wall of defense. Are you ready? Write this down. Every day, spend time feeding your spirit on other sources. Now, the things that I'm telling you to do, I do every day. Don't dismiss this and say, well, seven things to do every day. I can't do seven things every day. Yes, you can. The things I'm talking about don't even take a great amount of time. You can do all seven of these, get them done very quickly, but it will build a wall of defense in your life. And point number two is very important. Every day, spend time feeding your spirit on other sources. And our scripture is 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13. The Apostle Paul is in prison in Rome, about to be beheaded. And his last request was, when you come, bring the books. Now that verse is amazing to me, because Paul was about to be beheaded. Very soon he would see Jesus. When he went to heaven, when he saw Jesus, he would know everything. But he wasn't in heaven yet, and he hadn't seen Jesus yet, so he still had time to read. He still had time to grow. And Paul says, in the short time that I have left, I want to read, I want to feed my spirit. When you come, bring me books. That's amazing. Reading books will feed your spirit. I'm reading to you directly from my notes. Growing people are reading people. Stagnant people are not normally reading people. Reading is essential in order to grow. As fertilizer is to a garden, so is reading to your mind and to your spirit. If you're not a reader, then listen to CDs, listen to audio tapes, listen to something in the car as you drive. We live in Moscow. Moscow is an enormous city. There are 30 million people traveling in Moscow every day. And because of that, we deal with a lot of traffic. And my youngest son drives several hours to work every day. Well, rather than waste the time, he listens to audio books. He tells me all the time that he's reading books. Well, reading books to him is listening to books, audio books. When he shows up at work, he is so filled with faith and filled with the Spirit because he's used that time to feed his spirit. Think how much time you waste. Time that you could be using to feed your spirit, driving in the car. Rather than watch all the news that you're watching nonstop every day, why don't you put some of it aside and decide to feed your spirit on other sources that will cause you to be strong in faith. Reinforce yourself, bolster yourself, affect the way that you think in a positive way by feeding yourself on spiritual sources that make you strong. Feeding yourself on other spiritual sources is very important. It will put up a wall of defense. It will help you learn to think correctly so the devil cannot penetrate your mind and your emotions. Most people spend a lot of time in the cars, I've said, use that time to feed on other sources. I personally listen to other preachers and I listen to them a lot. 
In fact, when I'm finished at church on Sunday, I come home from church, come home, sit in my chair in my TV room, turn on my computer, and immediately begin to go to different places around the world where I can listen to other people preach because I need it. When I feed on the Word of God, it makes me strong. So I want to encourage you, point number two, every day, spend time feeding your spirit on other sources. So number one, every day spend time with God in the morning. That will help you put up a wall of defense. Number two, every day, every day, spend some amount of time feeding your spirit on other sources. You don't have to read a whole encyclopedia. You don't even have to read a whole chapter. But it's good for you to be feeding on other sources that makes you strong, that bolsters you, and reinforces your faith. Number three. Are you ready for number three? Number three. Every day, spend some amount of time in quietness. Wow. That's a revolutionary thought. Most people are never quiet. They're just moving robotically all day long, never stopping without a pause. But quietness is very important for you to be strong in faith. Quietness is important for you to be in touch with yourself and to even know what you need to talk to God about. And people that are never quiet, mm, spiritually they become dull and they become confused. Listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs 27 verse 19, a verse that I love. It says, as water answers face to face, so the heart of man to man. One reason people get confused and come under attack is because they get so busy, they are no longer in touch with themselves. They don't know what they believe. They don't know what they need. They don't know what they feel. Instead, they just keep moving through life like a robot until finally they become numb to life itself. That is a very bad position to be in. And people who become spiritually numb are susceptible to attack. It's not smart. Don't do it. You need some time of quietness and actually, you need it every single day. It doesn't have to be an hour. It might be two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. Even the smallest amount of time being quiet will make a vast difference in your life. Deep contemplation is needed by all of us in order for us to stay in touch with our own hearts. I'm going to say that again. Deep contemplation is needed by all of us in order for us to stay in touch with our own hearts. Psalm 37, 4 says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. But if you don't spend time with the Lord, if you're not in touch with your own heart, then how will you even know what your desires are? How will you know what to believe for? If you're just robotically moving through life and you've lost touch with yourself, you become numb because you're so busy by the details of life, you're not in touch with what you think, what you feel, what you need, what you believe for, what you desire. You don't even know how to pray because you've lost touch with yourself. And very often that's when confusion sets in. And where confusion is, the enemy works. By staying in touch with yourself, you can help put up a wall of defense, knowing what you feel, what you believe, what you need, what you really desire, this is strategic for building a wall of defense to keeping the enemy out of your life. This is critical, what I'm describing for you. I want to say this, much activity with no pause leads to spiritual dullness and confusion. I'm going to say it again. Much activity with no pause leads to spiritual dullness and confusion.
You need a place where you can be quiet. You say, well, you know what? I don't know how to do that because my house is filled with kids and my spouse is there and life is just so busy. You know what? If you can't find any other place, then go to the toilet, go to the bathroom, shut the door. Make everybody think that you're going to the restroom. Just use it. Take that time. Capture it as your moment to be quiet. If that's the only time you can get, then take that as your time and your place to be quiet in the presence of God. Lock the door. They don't need to know what you're doing in there. Make it your moment to be quiet just for a moment. Find time to be alone. It may need to be during your lunch break at work. It might need to be on the way to work. Get up before people are awake. Get up before people are awake. That's what Denise and I do. Denise and I get up before each other. We try to arrange our time so each of us can have a moment of aloneness to get in touch with our own selves and our own spirits before the day gets busy. This way we avoid spiritual dullness. We stay alert and that helps us to keep the devil out of our lives. In Psalm 46 verse 10, the Bible commands us, be still and know that I am God. It is a critical mistake when you are never still. God told us to do this because we need it for our souls. Every day, every day, spend some amount of time in quietness. This will help you remain alert and being alert helps you to keep a wall of defense up so the devil doesn't mess up your mind and your emotions. It's very important. Number four. You ready for number four? So number one, every day spend time with God in the morning. Number two, every day feed your spirit on other sources. Number three, every day spend some amount of time in quietness. You see, these are very practical things. These don't take hours. These just take minutes or even seconds. You can do all of these things. Number four is the easiest of all, really. Number four is every day spend some amount of time with those who strengthen you every day. Spend some amount of time with those who strengthen you. Who strengthens you? Do you spend time with those who strengthen you? Or do you feel like everybody's just taking strength from you? You need to spend time with people who strengthen you, someone who gives to you, that strengthens you, that bolsters you, that reinforces you. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 10 verse 25, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. Personally, I need fellow believers. Believers give me strength. But in addition to fellow believers, I need strong, godly men in my life, and I have them. These are men who strengthen me. And every day, I spend some amount of time with those men who strengthen me. Now, how do I spend time with them? By telephone, by Skype, by text message. It doesn't mean I have to have a planned appointment with every one of them every day, but every day I'm in touch with all of them. It doesn't take long. In fact, it just takes seconds. Sometimes it takes minutes, but every day they hear from me and every day I hear from them. And we have a mutual relationship where we exhort each other and we strengthen one another. If they don't hear from me, they want to know why they're not hearing from me. Wow, what a wonderful kind of accountability I have in my life people who speak into my life and who check on me if they don't hear from me. And only that they help me think straight. If my mind is under attack, if my emotions are under assault, I say to them, please help me. I need to know, am I thinking right or am I thinking wrong? And because these are men who speak into my life, they become like a safeguard for me. 
They say to me, Rick, this is not right. Rick, you're thinking right. Rick, you're on track. Rick, are you sure this is not a distraction? They help me, and this is a great blessing to me. And when you have strong voices speaking into your life, those who strengthen you, it helps you to build a wall of defense. You know, when you're standing by yourself, it's much easier to come under assault. But when you have a united front standing with you, you become like a fortified wall. It's very hard for the enemy to penetrate you. You need people like this in your life. Let me continue. The Bible says to us in Psalm 54, verse 4, David is speaking. Listen to what he says. Behold, God is my helper. Now that's what everybody says. God is my helper. But listen to what he says in the rest of the verse. Behold, God is my helper, and the Lord is with them that uphold me. David said, God is my helper. How does he help me? By those around me that are upholding me. You see, we need people in our life that strengthen us, and we need to be in touch with them. I need men in my life who give me strength, and I have those men. It's very important to me, and by the way, it didn't happen accidentally. It was very deliberate. I made a decision to foster those relationships, people who could strengthen me. I need that. You need that with your spouse. Maybe you can develop this relationship with your spouse. Denise speaks strength into my life. Denise is a great strength to me. Her voice is very strong. She's the number one person who strengthens my soul. But men need men. Women need women. And I encourage you to develop relationships with people who can speak strength into your life. This is so vital. And I want to say again, it doesn't mean that you have to have an appointment with every one of them every day. That's not realistic. I'm giving you practical things that you can do. But you can send a text to somebody and say, good morning. They'll hear your text. They'll know that you're all right. If they don't hear from you, they may say, I wonder why I haven't heard from them today. In fact, just yesterday, I received a phone call from one of these men who speaks into my life. You know what he said? Rick, I haven't heard from you in two days. Kind of unusual. I always hear from you. Everything all right? What a wonderful thing to have somebody who would check on me. Somebody who loves me so much they would care for my soul. These kinds of relationships are vital if we want to have a wall of defense in our life that keeps the enemy out. Maybe you don't have anyone like that. Pray for God to give you some relationships like that. If you don't know anyone to turn to right now who will speak strength into your soul, contact us. We'll pray for you. We'll stand with you. We'll begin to help you form that wall of defense. So, so far, we have seen four things you can do but there's three more, and we'll see the next three tomorrow. But number one, number one, if you want to build a wall of defense, start every day by spending time with God in the morning. Number two, every day, feed your spirit on other sources. Number three, every day, spend some amount of time in quietness. It's so very important. Don't minimize that. It helps you stay in touch with yourself, and it will help you to avoid spiritual dullness. It will help you remain spiritually alert. And number four, every day, spend some amount of time with those who strengthen you. You need that. The Bible tells us emphatically in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 9, whom resists steadfast in the faith? If we're going to resist him, we've got to put our mind into it. The word resist, as we've already seen, describes a pre-planned resistance Rather than wait for the attack to happen and then respond, 
Let's construct our lives in such a way by taking proper steps that we build a wall so strong that even if the devil tries to assault us, he can't penetrate, he can't get in. This is so important. And tomorrow when we come back, we're going to cover the next three points. It's going to be a blessing to you. But I'll be back in just a moment, and I'm going to pray for you. Do you feel like you're under attack? In your relationships, your finances, your health? The Bible says the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give life and made life more abundant. You can have victory in your relationships, your finances, and your health by learning how to keep the devil out of your life. In Rick's 10-part teaching series, How to Keep the Devil Out of Your Life, you'll learn that our lives are under constant assault by the enemy, and he is always looking for a way in. But you can have victory over the devil by learning how to build a spiritual wall of defense around you and those you love. Available in physical and digital formats, starting at just $20. You'll learn how to guard against the attacks of the enemy and fight back when you choose to believe God and commit to His Word. In addition to the teaching series, you can also get Spiritual Weapons to Defeat the Enemy. This book gives you a fresh understanding of the armor of God, the spiritual weapons of war, and how you can defeat every lie of the devil and live in victory every day. Available for just $10, this powerful resource will give you the tools you need to go on offense against the enemy. Don't miss this special offer, How to Keep the Devil Out of Your Life, and or the companion book, Spiritual Weapons to Defeat the Enemy. Call now or go to renner.org to order. I'm having such a good time sharing these principles about how to build a wall of defense to keep the devil out of your mind, out of your emotions, and out of all of your personal affairs. The scripture that we're looking at is 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 9. Now listen again, verse 9 says, Whom resist steadfast in the faith? And we've seen that this word resist is the Greek word enthystomy, which means to resist, to arrange oneself against, to strategically oppose, it is an orderly and pre-planned resistance. The word steadfast, the Greek word stereos, means to bolster or to reinforce. And again, an RIV translation of this verse would be, whom you must strategically oppose, resisting his potential assaults by putting up a pre-planned resistance. You must do all you can to bolster and reinforce yourself in faith. There are practical steps you can take in order to build a wall of defense, to reinforce yourself, bolster yourself in faith, so the enemy cannot find access into your life. I'm speaking to you from my series called How to Keep the Devil Out of Your Life, a 10-part series with a wonderful study guide. You need to order this. It'll be good for you or for your Bible study. All of you can be the benefactors of it. And there's a book that comes with it called Spiritual Weapons to Defeat the Enemy. But I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray today that you help my precious friend apply the things that have been spoken today. Lord, for those that are lacking friendships, lacking people who speak strength into their lives, Lord, I pray that you bring people into their lives to strengthen them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Wow. Thank you for being with me today. Look forward to being with you tomorrow. Remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there's power. Let God's word release its power in your life today, and I'll see you in the next program.